You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Planning a getaway? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip to paradise. Every vanilla soy latte, double miles. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Even when you buy a set of monogram beach towels, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, and then you go. The Capital One Venture Card, the card that takes you there. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA NA. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotism. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a racehorse. Pull me like a ripcord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes. Ready? Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. I'm only laughing because Sugar Shane asked me, are you ready? Yeah. That doesn't mean go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah. I was, oh, no, I'm sorry. I said ready. <laughs> I, did, I, was, I didn't think I said, are you ready? I thought I just said ready. Maybe, maybe you did. I, I don't know. But anyway, this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. And I am Billy Dees, and the co-host is Sugar Shane. How are you doing today, Sugar Shane? Man, doing fantastic, fantastic. I am glad to hear that. Very glad to hear that, indeed. Um, just to let everybody know, if you are a new listener, or maybe just to reinforce the uh, times that we are on Monday. Now, this is being live. We are live twice a week. Monday, we are live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check out any of the uh, podcasts at any time. You can find us at Sweet Truth Radio on uh, Twitter. The link to our Spreaker account is there, which, of course, has the whole uh, playlist and... Our blog, which is Sweet Truth Radio at WordPress.com. Um, it's not at, really at, it's dot WordPress.com. Yeah. Uh, you can check that out as well. Lots of uh, uh, pictures story. and videos I and got, stuff on there. Go ahead. I got a story in my head. Not a story, but it's something to write in my head. I've got to find a picture, and I'm going to sit down and write it this weekend. I'm going to try to have a new article up this weekend. Oh, great, great. I got the idea of what I want to talk about, but I just got to form it all in my head. Okay. I, see, I'm the type of person I usually let shit come to me. I don't go to it. 
That's how I am. I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these people, you know how some people, and you may be one of them, and I don't knock anybody that does this because whatever works for everybody is what works, doesn't work for, you know, what works for one doesn't work for the other. And, yeah. uh, I'm not one of these people that brainstorms, like sits down, jots down a bunch of damn ideas. You know what I mean? Just one right. idea after the other. I'm not like that. I will just sit, and when something comes to me, I may ponder it, and then it begins to develop, or I may just set it aside and come back to it later. Okay. That's how my brain works. Well, that's it, fine. It categorizes everything. Hey, whatever works, it. man. I don't know how to explain it. That's just the way it is, and so... I usually just go with the flow, so to speak. I got you. You would not believe what I did today. What'd you do? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I got a lot of uh, crap in my head. and uh, know the feeling. <laughs> and, uh, well, I've been busy lately, and I'm starting to feel a little pressure. Okay, because uh, one or two of these jobs is a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm very strong in audio, very strong in, in, uh, you know, radio and stuff like that. But when I start getting into other areas, uh, especially fairly big jobs, I start to get a little nervous because those are paths I have not gone down a whole lot. And, um, anyway, I, I, I got all this going on and there was, there was a package that I had to return at the post office. It was a box. I couldn't just drop it, you know, in the mailbox. And my wife came along with me. We were running some errands and I stopped at the post office. I run in there and I drop off the package and I got all this stuff going on in my head. Right. And uh, I'm coming out of the post office and I'm making my way to the car and I hear some some woman uh, yelling. And I kind of look back. I kind of pay attention to it, but not really. I just figure out oh, there's some loud mouth yakking over there, you know. Right. And uh, I, I I come up to the. To the car door, I pull it open, and I actually start to shift my weight into the car, and there's somebody sitting there, and I'm like, for a split second, I'm like, what's this sitting guy doing? Where? Hold up. In the, in the car. With you? And, no. And I, you know, hold on here. Just follow this for a second. Okay. Um, um, I, I'm like, it takes me like a second, what, what's this guy doing in my car type thing? And this guy, and this guy kind of, he's got this bl his blank expression on his face, and he looks up at me, and he goes, can I help you? And I turn around, and it was my wife, a couple of, two parking lanes over. I went to the wrong car. Holy <laughs> shit. I opened up this guy. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I opened up this guy's car door. That's worse than and, what happened to me. And anyway, I, and my wife, my wife said, I was trying to ask you where you were going, you know, and uh, I, uh, I, I I was like, oh, man, I am so sorry. <laughs> Close the door. And <laughs> he had his window down a crack. And I said, uh, it's a good thing you didn't have a, a, a you know, a concealed carry. <laughs> I might be dead. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's right. You probably would have been, man. It's a good. He seemed like he had a sense of humor about it. I mean, it was that's obvious. Good. I was, you know, obviously, I, the car was. I'm not sure what 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 model it was, but it, but it had about the same color, the same size, you know, and it, it just. Uh, and I wasn't only half paying attention to where I was going. I was in a hurry, and I usually have my truck. See, that's the other thing. I was driving my wife's car. 
Uh, and and uh, so anyway, I was uh, all messed up today. But anyway, I I, I kind of figured you'd enjoy that's that. Worse, that's worse than the story I had. I had that happen when we were at a chiropractor's office one time, and me and my brother, we used to be one of those two kids that would fight to so see who was going to get to the front seat. Mm-hmm. So I rushed out of the chiropractor's office, running to the front seat, jump in the car, got the seatbelt on and everything, and look up, waiting for them to get in, and they're standing on the curb laughing their fucking ass off. Oh. Then I take a look around. I notice, hey, this ain't our dash. This ain't our shit. Yeah. <laughs> then I realized I'd gotten in the wrong car, but thankfully, we wasn't nobody in the car. It was just, I jumped yeah. in there when there wasn't yeah. nobody in it. But I don't yeah. know what I'd do if I jumped in somebody's in the fucking car. <laughs> I probably should have damn brick. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I tell you, boy. Oh, man, that was Ooh. funny, man. He just looked up at me and goes, Can I help you? <laughs> Man, I don't know if I, I don't know if, depending on what, how it was and how the circumstances were, I don't know that I wouldn't swing on a motherfucker. I got this damn car. I ain't lying. Because today, today, we were talking about it today. I said, today, when you go to fight somebody, you better not get, these people talk about, oh, you gotta have a fair fight. I'm like, motherfucker, you go want a fair fight, you go join the box in WBA. I mean, when you yeah. out here, and nowadays, the way people are, you yeah. better fight to survive, man. Yeah. Shit, oh, wow. hell with all that damn boxing match shit. I mean, unless you're going to be in a, you know, both of you agree to put gloves on or something, but yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, though, if I did that. God, I couldn't imagine. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> but I ain't saying it won't. I think it's cool it happened to you because it shows, hey, we're all human. Oh, yeah. I mean. Uh, Billy Dees I... even makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah, well, of course I do. The only reason I'm perfect is because I pretty much made every mistake that there is. So uh, I'm <laughs> just being silly. Anyway, uh, a couple of things to talk about here today. We're going to get to the Toys R Us because I'm going to fold some things in there about how society is changing, too. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, did mention, and we kind of mentioned this before the show began, that a Br- British physicist Stephen Hawking uh, died the other day at the age of 76. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pleased that there seems to be a lot of um, talk about this. A lot of people are making uh, public comments. And, and the reason I say pleased is because they're giving him somewhat of a star treatment. And, and I'm glad that somebody besides an actor or a rapper or a guitar player or a comedian or somebody who made a superhero movie, somebody who actually, you know, changed the perception of the world that we lived in. So somebody who actually made some inroads into our existence uh, was given that star treatment. Right. Uh, I'm very glad about that. Um, as, as some of you may or may not know, he, uh, suffered from ALS and, uh, he should have been dead long ago. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually some people saying some stuff about this that kind of irritated me. They were saying that, um, uh, well, he lived as long as he did was because he got good health care. Now I, I, I don't, uh, dispute that he probably had, uh, some good doctors. Yeah. I, I, I don't dispute that at all. Uh, but there, there's there's something different, though, at play here. I personally believe, and we, we don't know, but I personally believe that what kept him alive was his mind. He, his body might have been gone, but his mind was at the edges of the universe. 
you know, his mind was at the edge of a black hole. And uh, that is that drive. I I don't care what anybody says. The will to live can be very, very powerful. And and, uh, his mind was far beyond what the average person uh, could. His ability to imagine, his ability to to do math, his ability to. Oh, wow. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is way beyond what what you would consider fantasizing about space. I mean, he actually constructed uh, in his mind a a very viable uh, construct of how space works. And I can't believe that that didn't play a very large role in keeping him alive. I don't know what an expert would say. Um, he got ALS much younger than what most people usually right. get. That, yeah, he got yeah. it for like right out of college. Yeah. Yeah, he and was very young. I don't know if that made a difference in, in the um, uh, in, in the how the disease progressed. I, I, I really don't know. But typically, uh, that that is a uh, middle-aged person to older-age type person's disease, and uh, it usually uh, takes the life very quickly. Um, so, and that's a it, it's a frightening disease to be sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't know that we should take anything away from him and his ability to stay alive as long as he as he did. Uh, simply by saying that he had good health care. He most certainly did. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but uh, his will to live also deserves some credit, and his mind, uh, in my opinion, really kept him alive. Now, you said you had you had some things you want to comment about this? Um, I think he was a great mind. Um, we lost a very intelligent being. Um I think that uh, we probably won't never see anyone of his cap- uh, caliber again for a very, very long time, if ever again. And uh, I say that because we live in a society that's very much different now. Oh, yeah. And uh, while we're thinking we're doing, the th- doing this right by making smart phones, we're making dumb asses out of a lot of people. Yeah. Just to be frank. Yeah. And uh, while we're doing that, people aren't really searching for any kind of knowledge. I mean, even our schools have went to shit when it comes to education in certain areas. Oh, yeah. We've changed the whole damn math process now. The way you do it, you don't even carry your numbers anymore. Everything's different now than when we went to school. It's all changed. You Now you don't even have to damn do cursive writing. Anymore, right, right. Pretty a lot much. Of, yeah, the, yeah they, they talk about it, it. It may not be long before people can't sign their name anymore. Oh, yeah. For long. Yeah. And, and, and another generation, they won't even do nothing but print all the time. They won't know nothing. You say sign, and that'll be like a damn hieroglyphic to them. Yeah. So that's why I don't think we're ever going to see anyone of this caliber again for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's sad because. We could have learned so we can learn so much from we have learned so much from him. Yeah. But if people would aspire to be like him or, you know, have even a tenth of the knowledge that that man had. We'd be in a lot better place, but people ain't worried about that. They worried about getting the iPhone 11 when it comes out and 10 just has come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a damn truth. You know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. 
They're sitting there saying, uh, look how good these pictures are, man. Can you wait till 11 comes out? Them son bitches are really going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, there's a couple of things here in the news that uh, kind of dark, kind of uh, sad. Uh, there was a video released that did confirm, apparently, that the Parkland uh, school uh, uh, security guy did not uh, confront the deputy that was on duty, did not confront the gunman. And apparently, he spent a fair amount of time uh, standing outside um, in what they refer to as holding your position. And he resigned rather than... Uh, you know, face getting fired or anything like that. Now, this guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but this guy has uh, faced the ire of a lot of people. He has uh, been the subject of, of criticism on social media. He's been the criticism of regular uh, media people, politicians, and so on. And he certainly is, is a component of what failed down there. And there were a lot of links in the chain that broke down there, including, uh, you know, a lot of the investigators admitted that uh, this guy was on their radar for a long time. There were warnings about him. People tried to warn the authorities about this guy. We could go on and on. And <clears throat> I, I'm very reluctant to criticize this guy too much in that uh, you don't know what you're going to do in a situation like that. Right. Um, now, the, 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 the response to that would be, well, he was you know, a deputy, and you have to be prepared to do that. It's one thing to expect a citizen to run into a burning house, but you certainly expect a fireman to do so. Right. And, and um, you know, I get that, uh, but... Um, um, sometimes the way he was gauging the situation, how, what he felt was the best thing to do, it's very hard to step in his shoes. And, and, and uh, accusing someone of cowardice is a very difficult thing to do for me to do. Um, but that being said, I got to tell you, I, I, it would be very difficult for me. And, and here again, I don't know what I would do either as far as that goes definitively. But... Uh, knowing myself as well as I do, it would be very difficult for me to stand outside of a, of a wall, hear those, and, and I don't know if you've ever been around one of those AR-15s or whatever when they go off, but that, that I is... Fired a, that, one. I fired yeah, that, one. They are, uh, a, I mean, just standing next to one, you makes you jump when you fire it, when, when somebody yeah. fires it. And... <clears throat> Hearing that going on with people screaming for their lives for for minutes on end, which is an eternity in that situation, and to just hold your position would be something that would be very difficult for me to do. Now, he claims his defense is he was under the assumption that the shooter was outside, but that's been disputed by a lot of people who investigated this. There's no way that he could have not known where those shots were coming from. Right. So I, I don't know, but uh, that's just another sad component of that whole story. And that was just a. Uh, Do you think he was just ignoring it? No, I don't. I don't believe he was ignoring it. Oh, okay. I, I'm not sure he knew how to handle it. That oh, would be okay. my best. Um, that would be my best. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And, and here again, I don't know. Nobody knows except maybe for a few people down there. But um, anyway, 
Right. Um, another sad chapter in that whole story. Yeah, that's a sad damn story, man. Now here's another thing that uh, from the from from this is gonna piss you off, department. This to me, if you were to write this character into a story and try to make her seem as bad as possible, you couldn't have done this any any better. Except it's real. Oh. Now, do you remember that Dylan Roof character, that real pos that went into um, that black church and shot a bunch of people about a year ago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened in Charleston, I believe. Yeah, I didn't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that guy was a real... Yeah, real piece of P.O.S. Shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, he has a sister. Oh, okay. Boy. And, uh... I can already guess. <laughs> her name, I guess, is, is Morgan. And this is according to NBC News. A school resource officer at AC Flora High School in Columbia, South Carolina, allegedly discovered marijuana, pepper spray, and a knife in Morgan Roof's possession. Now, it gets worse. All right. It gets worse. She evidently posted something on social media. And the reason that I'm following this story with the, uh, the shooter in uh, Florida was, as you know, they had the, the walkout and the protest and everything uh, yesterday. Right. right. And she apparently, uh, according to reports, posted something that said, you're walking out for the allowed time of 17 minutes. They are letting you do this. Nothing is going to change. What if you think it's going to do? Oh, oh, I see what you TF. So she's that's that's for. Yeah. yeah what the blank yeah. do you think it's going to do? And then she says, I hope it's a trap and you all get shot. We know it's fixing to be nothing but black people walking out anyway, is what she said. After saying, I hope y'all get shot. Oh, wow. Um, NBC News could not immediately verify that Morgan Roof posted the message, but um, it... uh, it does. It does. It, it doesn't appear to be, you know, Thanks. a good day for her all the way uh, around. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I hope uh, she didn't say that. Yeah. The uh, the uh, according to this, as it goes along, the posting was not a threat, but was extremely inappropriate. That student was dealt with in a swift and severe manner, as the posting caused quite a disruption. School officials said so. Um, uh, Eagle Scout said you're right. Said that she was racist. Said she hoped the black kids get coming out of the school would get shot. That's pretty messed up because it's hard for me to even think that we live in a world where people still think that crazy shit. I don't understand. You, you know, here, here's here, my uh, initial reaction was. You know, whether you agree with these kids or not, and, and and you could make the case that some of them are, are wanting attention. Some of them just don't want to get out of school. I mean, I, I, I was young and stupid, and I don't doubt that for a minute. All right. But on the other hand, there's a lot of kids that really, really believe in this cause. A lot of them went through hell, and I do mean hell. Okay. And... Uh, it, it, even, it, even if you're the worst, even if you're a critic of these kids... 
even if you say that these kids shouldn't be walking out of class and all this other stuff, and, right. and, and even if you're if you're that, you I'm okay say, with that. But to say, say that you hope shot. to hope they get shot, yeah. what kind of a what kind of a person are you? A lunatic. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I've said some. I've said some crappy things to people, especially when I was younger. I know. Oh, you, yeah, I know you always say to. I'm a. I know you always say I'm a nice guy and all that, which, like my my wife always says, I got everybody snowed. <laughs> yeah, you might. You might have. But you I've might never have fool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've never said anything approaching that level of horrific, mean-spirited, I don't know, vitriol. I, I mean, I've never... I, I couldn't imagine saying to those kids, I hope somebody shoots you today. No. Uh, that no is way. just that is just beyond words. Absolutely beyond words. So I don't know what to say about that. Um, it kind of makes me wonder. I don't know anything about their backstory here. I don't know anything about their their family. But it seems like both of these kids were indoctrinated into some pretty bad stuff i don't know if they both went on the, on those paths on their own or if uh you know they they somehow were indoctrinated by uh, by their environment right um but anyway that's just uh that's horrible yeah getting back uh, to our, our story go ahead did you want to say say something about that before oh, we moved no, on? Go, no go ahead go ahead all right. Um, our main story, I guess you could call it, is the uh, Toys R Us liquidation. Hmm. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing it up is, you know, I talk about every once in a while how I belong to these marketing groups. And one of the discussions that we have on a pretty regular basis is how how is the little guy going to survive in this world of being able to buy pretty much anything you want online and having it delivered to your house. And the common answer seems to be this, in that if you want service, if you're buying any high-performance item, if you are buying something that needs to be professionally installed, that is going to be the saving grace. That is going to be the, the, the area that small businesses are going to have to focus on. Because obviously some big warehouse states away are not going to help you with any of that. Right. And I, I totally agree with that. I think customer service now for the small retailer is going to be what uh, actually not only saves them, but might make some of them extremely successful. Because to get anything done, actually done at your house or done at your place of business, requires skill. Right. And this comes into the, uh, the changing workforce. Um, one of the reasons why I've been very much advocating 
it's one thing to have a traditional four-year degree, okay? And, and I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily discourage anyone from doing that. But by the same token, there's a skill set now that employers are looking for. And especially in technological fields, there's not a whole lot of people that really know anything anymore. I mean, uh, millennials and so forth are really good with software and apps and things like that. But once you get beyond that, if, if, it's, if there isn't a diagnostic that they can plug into, being able to chase down uh, certain things involving electronics, whether it be resistance or capacitance or anything like that, it's, the, the odds are very, very low. And that's one of the reasons why China has done so good. I, it's really a misnomer to say that China has, has quote-unquote, stolen our jobs. Or that they have uh, outbid us on, on cheap labor because that's not exactly true. There's components of that are true. But the bigger issue is is they have designed their economy over the last few decades to have a very skilled workforce. Exactly. What are you doing? Are you, are you letting off air or what are you doing over there? I was vaping. Yeah, I know. All right. Was, well, anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. And uh, their skilled workforce – um, the the uh, chairman, I, I can't. His, his name's escaping right now. The, the guy from Apple, you know, he was he was criticized um, about having uh, so much work done in China, and he made a, an excellent point in that interview. You know, there was a time when when you could take the country the size of the United States, and you could say, let's get all the skilled welders in one place, and you could fill a football stadium. Okay. Now, you'd fill a boardroom, and that's about it. You know, a, a large-size meeting room, that's about it. Wow. And, um, um, and you know, here, here again, I've talked about this before. So many people are saying, well, we're so slow in, in rebuilding after a hurricane. That's because there's electricians from all over the country having to go to these places because nobody knows how to wire that stuff up. Exactly. And, there's uh, people that went to Biloxi, I know, from up here. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, my point is, if you're a small retailer, the days of hiring, you know, some 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 dumb kid fresh out of school to sit at a desk and answer the phone, those days are gone. Yeah. You know, that kid's got to be able to do something besides answer the phone. You know, he's got to be able to fix whatever's coming in the door. He's got to be able to help customers. He has to have good communication skills. He's got to be able to, to know how to, uh, you know, integrate uh, services into sales and all this. And uh, I don't know that uh, the average kid coming out of school today has that school that that skill set. Not today, man. It. And I was uh, thinking about. I mean, when you're talking about stuff like that, I was thinking about it today. And uh, I'm not trying to change the subject, but I was thinking about oh, the day that ahead. that there's kids today. That, but well, yeah. See, I was raised different. By the time I was eight or nine years old, I could already cook my own dinner if I needed to. Right, right. I was mopping floors by the time I was six, and I'm not talking about just going there with a Toys R Us mop. I'm talking about mop bucket, wring it out, mop the floor. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, gotcha. so I was raised different. The kids today don't do that. I know right. people now that don't even know how to make their own bed. So we live in a whole different group of kids now. Yeah, this, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Well, in line with what I just said, 
uh, according to NBC News here, there's there's a, a pretty good uh, thing on their website talking about this, how Toys R Us killed mom-and-pop stores. A lot of your local, uh, you know, Jim's toys on the corner, um, those little guys got all wiped out by Toys R Us. And now, now you have a situation where Amazon and other online retailers are wiping out Toys R Us. And now it could come back full circle because of just what, of what I just said. One of the key uh, components of selling to children is to get their hands on the toy. Right. I'm, I'm sure anyone who has children has has dreaded oh, walking yeah. past the toy section of a store with oh, kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we all know what happens. Exactly. And you don't have that that connection with the toy if because you, you can't expect small children to research what toys they like oh no so you you have to have this thing where you put it in their hand and this might actually come full circle now because what the toy manufacturers are worried about is how are these toys going to get sold now yeah. you don't have these environments and it's a cultural thing, too. It's a thing about our society. I, I mean, you're a parent. Oh, yeah. And probably, probably one of the greatest joys you've had is, is taking your kid to the toy store yeah. or taking, taking them to the candy store and letting them let their imagination run, you know, letting them pick something out or, or whatever, be in that environment where there's all this imagination and all these toys and, and then all this fun all around them and that's starting to disappear and uh, a lot of the here again getting back to the toy manufacturers they're worried about what are they going to replace that with so it might actually become a thing where it where it goes full circle that you're going to have local um there's a lot of talk about creating these traveling shows of toys or having a regional uh centers pop up where you can either buy online or you can buy there and, you know, where the kids can come and, and play with these toys. And uh, so I, I don't know. It, it seems like there is a, a, a new shift. Even, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, people would, on Sunday, take their family to the mall. And, you know, the kids would split up. The kids would go to the arcade and mom and dad might go check out some new clothes. And the teenagers would go to Spencer's Gifts and check out that. And then they all met at the food court and they, you know, got a slice of pizza and all that. And that is gone. Oh, yeah. You go to the damn mall on Sunday now, it's like a damn ghost town. Yeah, the family thing now is gone. Everybody is independently Staring at their phone, staring at their iPad or what have you, and buying the things that they need. And there is that 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 component of, of a family doing something together and doing something fun together, even if it was shopping or getting something to eat or buying toys. It's disappearing. It's disappearing from our society. And like I said, I've, I've said it in my marketing groups. Uh, if you're going to be selling merchandise at all, you're going to have to be doing it with some kind of service. 
Um, and I might, you know, I, I worked for years in the, in the high performance consumer electronics industry. And, you know, that was true. It was getting to the point where, you know, customers expected stuff to be delivered and set up and tweaked and always had their remote control set up. And I mean, they didn't want to do any of that. Um, and the, uh, the hobbyist, uh, which was good. For, it's good for the people who do installations, but the person who really enjoyed electronics, really enjoyed hooking stuff up, and really enjoyed experimenting with with different things and, and experimenting with sound. That that person's disappearing too. So um, it, it's just for me. It's it, it's very interesting uh, to see this play out. But the bottom line for me, my observation is that. If smaller independent retailers are going to survive, they're going to have to provide service. And to do that, they need a skilled workforce. Yeah, yeah you just can't have people answering the phone anymore and handing boxes across the counter and no. Hand, no, saying, no, have, no. A nice, have a nice life. It's just not going to work that way anymore. No. I think one of the biggest downfalls of Toys R Us as well, though, is the, the change of kids in general. Like kids now at eight years old by the time they're eight to nine years old they're already done playing with action figures and shit like yeah. that oh, they're on to get they're on the games they're on the technology they're exactly. they're, they're already doing that and that's a big part of this too so i think and there's no way towards russell can compete in the video game market they sold video games but it wasn't nothing like gamestop right so and GameStop's going to be going before it's long. I mean, I'm just telling you now like it is. GameStop is going to go away eventually. It's going to take a little bit of time. But in time, I'm saying no more than 10 years, they'll be out of business. And the reason being is you're going to be able to go to your console, bam, hit the button, and just download your game right then and there, which they're doing oh, it yeah. now. It's already yeah. being done. But that, But more and more people are going to begin to do that instead of getting the hard drive. Yeah. The hard disk. Yeah, I, I don't have uh, much interest in games. It's, I never caught that bug for whatever reason, but that's obvious. I mean, that, that happened with music, it happened with movies, and it's going to happen with games now. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just the right wall. It's going yeah. to gonna happen. Just, I don't, people, people are too stupid to see it, though, or don't want to admit it. Just like when radio was, television came along, radio said, oh, I, I, <clears throat> that's, just a, that's just a fad. It won't last. Yeah. And then they said whenever... Uh, Talk, which I don't know what in the hell these people were thinking when this happened. Please tell me this, because I'd had to been there, I guess, to even begin to understand what they were thinking. But whenever talking movies came along and the silent films were going out, they, talk, they said the talking movies was going to be a fad. How the hell could you think talking movies would be a fad? Yeah. Without, when you didn't have to read the movie. Yeah, well, a lot of that came from from just that. You got to keep in mind that people were conditioned by I mean, by decades of silent films that uh, you know the art form was was the moving image along with the written the written word. Um, there there was a couple of things that uh, you know in the history of media always kind of fascinated me. Um, obviously, radio became predominant leading up to World War II and through World War II. Uh, FDR famously did his uh, fireside chats, which a lot of 
I, I don't know why more presidents haven't done that, that in other ways. That was a great ways. idea. Yeah, it was, yeah well, it, it was a great idea. But we got and, one doing it now. He's doing Twitter side chats. Yeah, Twitter side <laughs> chats. Um, and uh, in, in the 1950s, when television came out, uh, now this I can understand. A lot of people thought that movies were, were very much going to be challenged because you could stay at home. And, and and watch things, and uh, they really thought that, especially in the early '60s, um, after the uh, uh, Kennedy assassination, which glued people to their TVs, they really thought that that was going to be the end of of news on radio. And yeah, you know, I would have to say probably what really saved radio during that time period was rock and roll. Because Elvis Presley and all that type of thing in the 1950s, oh, and then, yeah. then of course with the Beatles in the 60s, people turned to to radio for music. Yeah, and uh, the 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 stereotypical DJ, hey, I'm, uh, coming up right now, this is the new one from you know, blah blah blah, that whole thing. So, um, uh, it, you know, radio found a way to survive through all that, uh, and uh, then talk radio exploded in the 1980s. Yeah, uh, that, it, it did explode during the 80s. Oh, yeah, it exploded that in the 1980s. And a lot of that was because started. of Reagan. Yeah, there, there, were, there, there was uh, deregulation and uh, some other things. And uh, that I believe that was a good thing. I believe that was a good thing. I, I, I'm really for deregulation when it comes to the spoken word. I believe that's very important. Um, but this idea that you – and there's really no way to enforce it either, but you had to give like two sides to every story. I mean it was impossible to manage that. Uh, so, uh, that, that turned out to be, a, I believe a good thing for radio and now radio is in, in, in another crisis now, you know, you have, uh, digital, what we're doing, right? You, you have internet radio and the very variations of, of, of this, of that with podcasts and, and so on. Um, a lot of radio stations now have podcast divisions that are actually producing, you know, material for, for the digital realm. And uh, those are the ones that are doing it correctly, in my opinion. I, I've got some <laughs> – I know some people in the radio industry just flat-out deny that there's anything going on. I know. It's just amazing to me. Yeah, they, it's don't, absolutely want to, amazing. they, they don't want to accept it, that they're in a failing business, and they don't see it. And yeah. I'm like, damn, what in the hell do you have to do? What's got to happen? Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, podcasting yeah. is growing by leaps and bounds, man. Yeah. And our, I, I, our, boy, our boy Tony on the Freak Show, that's all he ever listens to all damn day. Yeah. If you're of a certain age, I, I got a, a, a fair amount of acquaintances and friends that are college age and, and, and in that. I, I guarantee you there's, there's not a damn one of them that's ever listened to talk radio a day in their life. Right. And, and that's just the writing on the wall. And, um, you know, that, and that kind of comes back full circle to what we were talking about with, with Toys R Us and what you were saying. I, I believe I mentioned the other day that I was talking to somebody in, in one of my marketing groups that uh, she, she runs a company that um, uh, does professional moving. And one of the things she noticed is the same thing you said. Kids of a certain age don't have toys to move anymore. Right. I mean, they, they, got, a, they got an iPad. They got a television. Wow. And that's pretty much it. You know, besides clothes and, and bedding, they, they don't have a whole closet full of toys anymore. And uh, you're right. You're exactly right. That's another challenge that the toy industry is, is going to have to face. 
It just seems that uh, you know kids don't have, and I, I don't think it's a good thing. They don't have the imagination to play with a lightsaber and actually pretend that there's a laser coming out of it. You know, they they they, they, they got to do. <laughs> they, they they got to see it. They got to yeah. see it on a screen. Oh, you know, yeah. and uh, otherwise it, it don't it, it's not it's of no interest to them. So. Uh, but anyway, that's that's my analysis of what's going on with Toys R Us. I think it's part of a, a bigger problem. It's in the how, era, man. It's kind of sad, it's, though, yeah. really, to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah a lot is. of shopping there over the years. Either yeah. getting something for myself or something for the kids. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. But it is what it is. J.C. Penney's going, too. Yeah. That's another place. My grandmother used to shop there. She loved J.C. Penney. I can see a J.C. Penney and think of her. Yeah. Go. I don't have that now. Yeah. So you know, yes, yeah, it's. it's I, I don't. I don't. I like change. I don't mind change, but some things you just don't want to change. That is true, my friend. That is true. You like to keep some memories, you know. Absolutely. But uh, we got about a minute left. You got anything? No, I'm good, man. I probably said enough. No, you did good, man. Did good. <laughs> it was a good show. I liked it. Cool, cool. I got, I know we had Eagle Scout and uh, Tony the Tiger listening. I want to thank oh, you. Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. But uh, other than that, y'all have a good weekend. We'll be back Monday night at 10 o'clock. I'll have something together for us. I don't know. I'll have probably like a big-ass potluck. Other, other than that, y'all have a good one. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.